these texts tonight put us on a journey towards forgiveness. And I think we all know that subject fairly well. I've chosen to share with you tonight out of the passage in Corinthians, and I would like to read that from the Message Bible translation. It has some special nuances in this translation that really appeal to me. And I'll add two additional verses. So it's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and the official text is verses 16 through 21, and I'll add 14 and 15. Our firm decision is to work from this focused center. One man died for everyone. That puts everyone in the same boat. He included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life. A resurrection life, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. Because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We looked at the Messiah that way once and got it all wrong, as you know. We certainly don't look at him that way anymore. Now we look inside. And what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, is created new. The old life is gone, a new life begins. Look at it. All this comes from God, who settled the relationship between us and him, and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. We're Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work to make things right between them. We're speaking for Christ himself now. Become friends with God. He's already a friend with you. How, you ask? In Christ, God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so we could be put right with God. Lord God Almighty, we humbly bow before you to offer up to you your word that you might serve it up on the tables of our very hearts that once again we might taste and see that God is good and that God is great. We bless and give glory to your holy name for your word. Amen. Journey with me a few minutes tonight around the topic, correcting regrettable decisions. I'd like to see one hand in the chapel tonight 
of anyone who's never had a decision that he or she regretted. Anybody? <laughs> well, I can't raise mine either. The important thing is that though we all have made regrettable decisions, God's word and God's power gives us ways to overcome those regrettable decisions, to move in a different direction, to have a different sense of purpose and, 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 and direction in our lives. Many of you have ridden a train before, I'm sure, and we all are horrified when a train goes off the track. Sometimes it's quite devastating for people's lives or some particular area. But in our own lives, we realize too that our lives can fairly easily go off the track. I think this text will help us tonight to know how to get our lives back on track. Ain't nothing wrong with going off track. <laughs> you just don't want to stay there in a wreck. You want to get back on track as soon as you can. And hopefully this word tonight from 2 Corinthians will help us do exactly that. Paul is writing to what's actually been referred to as the worst church under his apostleship. Can you believe it? I mean, though two letters are recorded in scripture, it's said that, that, that he actually wrote four letters. <laughs> if these are two of the four, I don't want to see the other two. <laughs> and what he might have had to say to them. But, but, but at least we've got these two letters. And in this particular text, Paul is attempting to correct what they have been doing and the ways in which they've been living with each other. Because in essence, it seems they've forgotten all about the fact that they're even Christians, that they're even believers, that they're even supposed to love each other. Paul deals with even their incivility towards each other. They're distancing themselves from, from one another. Paul even says, no, 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 you can't do that. You know, I, I tend to think that's a letter he could have written to us today in dealing with our incivility towards one another and, and, and our inability to move beyond the differences that we can readily see or sense or hear. But Paul gives them a great image to keep in mind, a great task to accomplish and achieve, to be able to get back on track. And, and Paul says, just look back at the cross. The same grace that, that God poured into the world through that heinous symbol called the cross is exactly the grace that we need to pour into each other. God poured grace through his son that we might understand and know how to pour grace into the lives of each other. Yeah, this text is all about forgiveness. In the Old Testament, the idea of forgiveness is just simply to release something, to leave it behind. But in this text, I think Paul gives us some fresh thoughts about what forgiveness looks like. 
Paul says, hey, it's a fresh start. In other words, you can leave your mess and head towards something new and fresh. Paul also says to forgive somebody means to make things right. How often do we go through lives, whether it's something we need to make right within our own selves, within our own family, with colleagues, with neighbors, with friends, even with God. Paul challenges them to make it right. Then Paul says, drop the differences. It's God who created the glorious differences that we see and perceive and, and comprehend and hear. And, 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 and if God created those differences, and don't you think it's kind of time for us to begin to get used to it? And then Paul says, forgiveness looks like settled relationships. How many relationships do we have that are unsettled? Paul says forgiveness looks like that. Go and settle whatever is needed to be settled between you. But I, I, I love a definition about forgiveness that comes from Miroslav Volk. He's a Croatian theologian, and he says it this way. Forgiveness is the boundary line between exclusion and embrace. Forgiveness is the boundary line between exclusion and embrace. Paul was trying to move that boundary line. For too long it had usurped the space for embrace and moved too far into the exclusion territory. And Paul is saying, no, that's not how believers live. That the boundary line between exclusion and embrace should really be erased so that we're capable and enjoying the ability to embrace one another in the Lord. Being in God's kingdom moves that boundary line from exclusion towards embrace. Paul now is calling them back to that reality. What is it that he's asking them to do? He said, you gotta make a decision. The choice is yours. You can't sit on the sidelines and just let broken relationships continue to fester. Today you decide. Now is that moment you come back to reality. Now is the moment of decision, the time when you drop the differences, you correct the decisions that you have regretted. You join in the task of forgiveness and reconciliation that emanates from the cross of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but it kind of throws me back to an old song I used to dance on. 
that I just love during my younger days. But it has a power and a punch to it now with which we can conclude our message tonight. Anybody ever heard the midnight train to Georgia? Her boyfriend had made a regrettable decision. <laughs> he had left Georgia and went to LA and <laughs> thinking he was gonna make it big somehow or another. And of course she went with him. But then he realized, ain't nothing happening there for me, so I'm going back to Georgia. Gladys had a decision to make. Am I going with him, or I'm going to stay here and do my own thing? But she had to get the train back on the track. So she, too, bought a ticket on that midnight train to Georgia. Uh, on that midnight train, they were able to correct a previous bad decision. On, on that midnight train, they, they were able to, 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 to bridge the gulf that had been created between them. On that midnight train, Gladys had already decided for love, gonna board the midnight train to Georgia because I'd rather live in his world than live without him in mine. That's the message. If you let your life continue to be derailed, you're living outside of the kingdom in your own world. When you allow the regrettable decisions to be corrected, then you move again into the kingdom of God and experience the power thereof. Yeah, I didn't just dance to the song. I pray that I live it. Because on any given day, I'd rather live in God's world, God's kingdom, than live without him in mine.